0: She is trying to do to me but this is two weeks in a row maybe it's just a test just to see how much you guys miss me if i'm gone
1: yeah well i think it's, D- it's you, you want to me? know what we say in your <laughs> absence oh, right? i thought yeah. you were
0: talking to the twitter people out there <laughs> see if they um, miss you yeah i feel like the that commercial like uh, don't be phil shipley don't don't attend your own funeral as a man named phil shipley like <laughs> just sit around and listen to you guys talk about me as if i don't exist while i'm sitting here like but i'm here <laughs> um
2: The following is another Playa Ruhr Preps presentation. Playa Ruhr Preps presents High School Wrestling.
3: Back over here at 195, Bogart has ridden Doyle the entire first minute of the second period but has been warned for stalling.
4: Yeah, he needs to get out there and run that big half. He's got that big power half for that wrist, wing. And there he's running that wing wrist. Look at there, Doug. I told you, Bogart turned him with it. He just doesn't get tired and he's an incredible rider in the third period. Today, it's live coverage
2: of the 2017 State Dual Tournament in Kearney. Live State Dual Tournament action is brought to you by PlayaRootPreps.com.
5: There's James with the lateral
4: as Lauchs comes into the shot. Dick James has got him in trouble. He's in big, big trouble. And here was the key. When they come to their feet, Lauchs better be on a leg attacker. He's going to go for a ride. Lauchs came in strong there. And James takes him for the ride. Gets the ball. Exactly what we said. You had this thing play out. Louts came out, was a tactician, did everything right, and Nick James took it into the back alley, made it a street fight, and ended it.
5: Oh, I got goosebumps. That was a fantastic
2: matchup. This is the final event of the high school wrestling season as four more team champions are crowned. Will Millard South, Omascut, Scott, Valentine, and Burwell capture both the team titles this season? We'll find out as Central Nebraska's best wrestling coverage continues. But first, the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll join sports director Doug Dude and Larry Baker live from the UNK Health and Sports Center in Kearney right after this word with New Tech Seed.
3: And good morning, everyone, from the UNK Health and Sports Center on the campus of the University of Nebraska, Kearney. It's time for the 2017 Nebraska State High School Dual Wrestling Championships in its fourth year. Doug Duda, along with Larry Baker, on our new Tech Seed pregame show. Classes A and D are up first. Larry, the weather pushed it back a little bit, and uh, the story here is that maybe for the first time of the four years, not all four uh, teams that won this team title down in Omaha Saturday are going to be the favorite here today.
4: No doubt about it. I mean, and there is a difference between a team, team championship and a dual championship, Doug. And you're going to see that today in B, in D, in A. Class C, it's not, I mean, Class C, you've just really got a team that's going to run in Valentine. But in A, it's a real chase. In D, it's a real chase. Uh, no doubt about it. And I think in Class B, in all three of those classes, the runner-up's angry. And, it, and they were close uh, races, and all of them are here today. And I do believe we're going to see uh, those six teams wrestle each other.
3: I believe Carney High uh, will benefit from the home crowd advantage here at UNK. A little smaller crowd here uh, this morning, but I'm sure by tonight uh, geared up. And uh, There's maybe not every class is this way, but there would definitely be uh, – definitely be a surprise if the top two seeds were not in the finals in each of those classes So we're looking at Gretna Scott we're looking at Millard South Carney we're looking at Amherst Burwell
4: Valentine then you know two three maybe uh we'll have a pretty good semifinal duel there yeah no doubt about it and I think when you talk about the first round all of those teams should roll Doug as we said but Amherst has got the toughest matchup Amherst has got a really rough matchup with Elkhorn Valley right out of the chute uh, I think Amherst depth will be enough, but they're going to have three big rematches here that just happened a week ago, Doug, with Elkhorn Valley. And Amherst was 0-3 in those three matches. And uh, Elkhorn Valley is a tough, tough team, but I do think Amherst has the depth.
3: Well, there's no doubt about it that uh, it will not be 70-6 to like we've seen in some of their first-round duels. What gives those three teams that we talked about? In, Burwell, in uh, excuse me, in Amherst, Carney, and possibly Gretna, what gives them the opportunity more so to win today than uh, last week?
4: Well, I think what, if, if you start in Class A, Carney's a really good team from top to bottom, tough grinders at every single weight. Uh, they were a legitimate state runner-up last week, and you know you could argue maybe they should have won the state championship. They had a couple guys just not have their best day on a very important weekend, and uh, they're hungry, super, very, very well coached. Uh, when, when you look at it from that, they're the type of a team and they've got the type of coaches that when you're hungry, they'll get the best out of those kids. And being at home will be a big difference uh, for Carney. For when you look at class B, class B, um, it, when you look specifically at Favre and Cunningham, two returning state champions, he got beat for Gretna early in that tournament. That really ended up being the difference for Gretna, Doug, and Omaha Scud is not going to be able to rely on some other people to help them the way they did a week ago. And Gretna really, they were on a mission all year, scored 300 at the district tournament. They believed that they were going to win last week. So again, you talk about the hunger factor. In Class D, the first time in seven years... Two, eight, really, because they'd mm-hmm. won seven in a row. Amherst does not win that championship. Amherst has never lost this tournament. This is the fifth time it's been held. They own the other four championships in this thing. They're hungry and they're angry. You know, when you saw them go get their state uh, runner-up trophy a week ago, Doug, there was not a smile on that podium. They were just downtrodden, and it's a deal where, gosh, you just want to tell them be happy. A million people would love to be in your shoes. It's not what they strive for. They, they, they don't want this to be the first year they don't win that thing. And, again, you talk about that motivating piece.
3: Well, different programs are in different places. and uh, We'll talk about that with B and C. That'll get going at around 1 o'clock this afternoon. We're going to take a time out and be back with more as we get ready for the A and D portion of the state duels right after this.
5: As a soybean grower, what does it mean when DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go? When it's planting time, they deliver seed when, where, and how you need it. Your local Pioneer team is on call to provide the service, products, and insight for your acres with soybean varieties that stand up to sudden death syndrome. Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weges and Todd Travis, are your local Pioneer Seed dealers. Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. Town and Country Bank. They believe that a bank is more than just a business. It is a vital part of the community. With offices in Ravenna, Pleasanton, Litchfield, or Kearney, Town and Country Bank. Best of luck, wrestlers. Ryan Trampy, your Channel C dealer, would like to say congratulations to all the area wrestlers and coaches on your hard work making it to state. From Ryan Trampy, your Channel C dealer, seedsmanship at work. Whether you're on the mats or at the office, chiropractic care is important to your health. See Flow Rank Chiropractic and Wellness on 2nd Avenue in Kearney and find out how we can get you back in line with your body and health. Flow Rank Chiropractic and Wellness is a very proud supporter of our area wrestlers and wishes everyone good luck.
3: Here are the matchups in Class A. Top seed Millard South will take on Lincoln Southwest. Second seed Kearney will take on the seventh seed Bellevue East. Third seed, Lincoln East, will take on Millard West. And then what should be pretty intriguing, the 4-5 matchup, Omaha-Burke and Columbus. Then in Class D, your first-round matchups are as follows. Number one, Amherst, will get Elkhorn Valley. Number two, Burwell, will get Plainview. Number three, Mullen, will take on Creighton. And the 4-5 matchup, Tri-County, taking on Southwest. And all of these teams were picked after the district championship and were set in everything B through D except for A. They figure in some of the state points. You take a look at what else is going on. We will start at the 220-pound weight class that was drawn out. So then the next round will be 285. The third time today we'll go at 106 and on and on. But uh, almost immediately uh, you have to look for forfeits, Uh, I've talked with the Amherst coaches, everybody's made weight for our area teams this morning, so that's always a pretty good deal as well. But as you mentioned, Larry, as our lineup's brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney, Amherst is going to have to give up some points right off the bat.
4: Well, yeah, they're going to give up a forfeit at at 220. And just so you uh, at home you understand, in a dual tournament, how the team points are done, if there is a forfeit or a fall, a pin, a team gets six points for that. A technical uh, fall. Win by 15 or more, they get five. A major decision, eight points or greater, they get four. And a regular decision, you get three. So a dual meet, Doug, it really depends on how you perform. Pins are huge. Pins and forfeits, six points are a really, really big deal to give those up. So sometimes if you're just flat-out matched, you, you tell your guy, You know, go ahead and get beat 7 to nothing. Don't give them that eighth point. Don't give them that tech fall. And whatever you do, you've got to stay off your back.
3: Yeah, don't get pinned. Obviously, a couple of 3 to 1 wins is offset by any kind of a pen. And we are ready to get things going here. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. And the first points are on the board here for Elkhorn Valley. They lead it by a score of 6 to nothing. So that takes us to the heavyweight matchup here. For Amherst, that will bring them up with uh, their big guy in a Jacob Peterson. And for Carney High, Izzy Bautista will be on the mat. He is one of the young men that fell a medal, a win short of meddling last week.
4: Yeah, and he's wrestling Ricky Bollinger's 20 and 12, Doug. Uh, Izzy 26 and 17. You gotta believe that this moves towards Izzy as far as the favorite. But these are when you when you've got guys with like uh, records, you get into some toss ups. Now Elkhorn Valley doesn't have a heavyweight. See, this is the the piece, Doug. In Class D, you'll see some of this. Uh, Elkhorn Valley doesn't have a heavyweight, so then it's six six. So then uh, Amherst sends out their six pounder. Elkhorn Valley does not walk out a six pounder, so it's twelve to six Amherst right now moving to 113 pounds, and depending on who uh, they send out, Dylan Stewart at 113 pounds last week was a state champion and beat Geary See, you've got funny stuff in the lineup, I think, maybe going on already.
3: Trying to not pit your stud. I mean, let's face it, if you've got a kid that's going to get beat, and he, you might have two state-rated wrestlers, and you can trade out those points, that's usually what you'll do.
4: Well, here's, you know, Dylan Stewart is out on the mat for um, uh, Elkhorn Valley, and Aguirre had a good lead, a four or five-point lead against Stewart last week in the semifinals, and then Stewart came roaring back to pin him right at the very end of the match. This is an important match.
3: The Bautista bollinger match over there, nothing has happened in the first 90 seconds. They've really just kind of... Uh, arm fought here so far neither has went to the ground there hasn't even really been a good shot they've had a lot of restarts over there and no score through the first 20 seconds
4: yeah and this is if, if, if you're Baptista uh, you need to get some scores going here you know you don't want to allow Bollinger to hang around
3: we'll keep our eye on what else is going on but again Uh, Maybe overall this year, Larry, not quite as many uh, area teams have made it into the state duels as we've seen in the past. A couple of new faces, but a couple of teams that didn't make it in. There's no Franklin, there's no Sutton, uh, no Grand Island for the first time. Uh, Those are some of the teams that have been here.
4: Yeah, and that that really was kind of a big deal. Grand Island's one of only three teams ever to win the Class A uh, championship. Aguirre... uh, Stewart's in on a shot Geary. fights him off Geary has not gotten to Stewart's legs at all Stewart's pushed the pace and as I said Aguirre really ruled the match there's a really good shot by Geary. he's gonna fight I think he's gonna get two there it is two for Geary. so this match is starting off just the way the semi started a week ago Doug with Geary, real slick duck under there he kept the head did a nice job geary has got to be able to fight his way through this match. He really ran out of gas last week, and Stewart just came on strong.
3: You take a look at Class A. They had a scoreless first period, and Bollinger of Bellevue East takes bottom, and Batista immediately goes to work on top and nearly has Bollinger turned for some uh, back points, and he continues to work over there. He is in really good shape, it looks like, Larry.
4: Yeah, he is. He's got a leg in, and he's working uh, a wing. He's really got Bollinger in trouble Uh, Aguirre's going to give up an escape Doug to Stewart with one second left in the first period unanswered points are what you need and he uh, doesn't capitalize there so he's going to take a 2-1 lead into the second period, Stewart's going to choose down so Aguirre's riding Uh, Batista doesn't end up scoring out of that Doug, now he went to throw the leg in and again he's got both boots in but over the arm, he's got a hustle here, his hip is on the mat Whenever you get those legs in, you want to keep your hips high. Stewart just reversed to Geary, so now, just like last week, here he comes. Three to two now. Geary's got to work to get out. This was the spot he struggled in last week and started getting turned. Izzy Bautista is still working top,
3: trying to get Bollinger turned with 40 seconds to go in the second period. But there's no score. If Batista cannot score on top, he'll get his choice in the third. But, boy, he's really been in control. And there he lost the wrist as they get to the edge of the mat with 30 seconds to go in the second period.
4: Yeah, but you said it, Doug. He's been in control. Bollinger has not been close to getting out here. There, Batista tilted him. Would have got back points, but they went out of bounds. Now it's a really important 22 seconds. Batista has done all the work here. He's got to finish this ride so he can put himself in a position where an escape can win the match.
3: Back in Class D, it is uh, Aguirre on bottom here. Stewart's really working him tough with 45 seconds to go. And there, Gary's able to strip the hand and come up and get the escape. And a restart there, 3-3, 40 seconds to go in the second.
4: Yeah, this is big. Aguirre needs to get back on his leg attack. He's been better than Stewart on his feet. Uh, every time they've wrestled, he's got to continue that here.
3: Batista will not score in the second period, but he rides out. And now Izzy will take bottom. And if he can get out, he'll have the first point of the match.
4: Yeah, and you see the cavalcade of, of coaches from Kearney all point down. They want Izzy to go down. And Izzy should get out here. No points there. Aguirre was close again. So they're going to go 3-3. Three, three, still three seconds left in the second. Aguirre's going to get his choice, which if he can get out, Doug, he's been better on his feet than Stewart. Oh, he's going to... Give up a deep shot there. Gary was just trying to let the time go.
3: So Gary will take bottom here. And again, though, if he gets out, uh, we've seen a takedown by Sal and then a reversal uh, to, in the second period. So that's why we are 3-3. Three, three. There was a takedown by Gary, an escape uh, by his opponent in Stewart. That made it 2-1 one after 1. And then uh, Gary was reversed to the second, and he got an escape. So it's 3-3, three, three, and he's working hard off bottom here.
4: Yeah, he's got to get going. He just about got turned there. Uh, Izzy has not been close to getting out, but Bollinger's been just riding his hips like crazy, and Bollinger just got warned for stalling over in the Class A match. Aguirre's in kind of a Peterson roll situation here. He's got the leg overhooked. He hasn't found the wrist there. He's going to let that go. Aguirre's got to get going, Doug.
3: Yeah, he is uh, laying on the mat right now trying to find a way to get his knees under him and get away like he did in the second period, now he turns, tries to face, but that's going to give Stewart the ankle.
4: Right here, right here. Oh, and Geary let the leg in. I would say he needed to explode. There, Izzy's almost out. No score yet. They're going to run him out of bounds. Going to be no score. He's still going to be down, Doug. He's slow off the bottom right now.
3: Looked like there was separation when they went out of bounds, but they did not award a point. 42 seconds, Batista scoreless in the third.
4: 42 seconds left on the fresh whistle. No explosion whatsoever. He's got to find one big explosion here. It's tough to get takedowns with these big guys. He needs to get the one here.
3: Yeah, I think Bautista would be the underdog if they go to overtime.
4: Yeah, he's got to get out of here. He's trying to bridge up and look out. He just got turned to his back. He's giving up back points here big.
3: He might get pinned. He got the wing in. Puts him to his back. Bautista will not win, and he may give up. Well, can he get the reversal? He does, but it's not going to matter. He's going to lose 3-2. to
4: Yeah, and Aguirre was really close to getting the reversal. Didn't get it. 20 seconds left. I mean, Aguirre was close. That was a big scramble. Looked like he was going to get it. He went for the home run and tried to put Stewart to his back and ended up still on the mat, and Stewart just drove a leg in now, so he's got a crossbody ride on. This is tough to get out here. Geary's going to turn into him. This is the wrong thing to do, though, Doug, because he can give up back points. Only four seconds left, and this one is headed to
3: overtime. As Stewart is able to ride out Geary the entire third period. So it's 12-6 to 6 Amherst as they wrestle their fourth weight. We had three consecutive forfeits to start the match. And now a rematch of the state championship over here for Carney, it would appear.
4: Yeah, Lee Harrington's going to come out, Doug, and wrestle Josh Anton from... Uh, Uh, Bellevue East, who Harrington pinned in 30 seconds last week. I don't see that happening again. I think last week Anton came
3: out, thought he had a game plan, and Lee just caught him right away and dumped him. It was the fastest pin of the finals, regardless of class last Saturday. Yeah,
4: and aguirre has got to get going. They're in overtime, only 30 seconds left in this overtime. And I think the tiebreakers, they favor Stewart. aguirre has been better on his feet. He just needs to set up one good shot here. He has the only takedown of the match, and Stewart's in on the shot. And he's in deep, low singles. He's got Gary sat to his cheeks. Gary does a good job coming back up. Stewart still, no, uh, Gary fights him off. Stewart tries a cutback. Ten seconds, and they'll go
3: out of bounds and restart with eight. And already that heavyweight match has lasted longer than yeah. it did down at Century Lake.
4: Yeah, and Lee Harrington's doing a nice job working his Russians two-on-ones, being extremely physical there.
3: Stewart goes for the arm drag, and Gary's able to fight it off, and we'll head into double overtime or ultimate or tiebreaker Tiebreakers there.
4: Oh, and it's going to go out of bounds. Anton, um, Harrington got in on a body lock and had it locked, but Anton had the double overs there, Doug, and those double overs get a little bit uh, spooky, and he threw Harrington to his back, but he was out of bounds. Now we are in the tiebreakers. Stewart gets out in five seconds.
3: So it's 4-3, you continue to wrestle, and then a Gary will get his choice, and you can still score here. And if Stewart gets another two-point takedown, that'd be probably enough to win this thing as they go out of bounds with 14 seconds.
4: Yeah, Gary was close to scoring there himself. Stewart's pretty tough in those spots. As we said, he won a state championship a week ago, 40-1 and on the season.
3: But Gary is gassed, too. Uh, you can tell here. A heavy breathing he's came back to the center.
4: Yeah, and he just walked all the way out to the edge, stuck his hands on his knees. Well, they're gonna go to the second tiebreaker. A has got to get out. He's had trouble. Harrington's in a little bit of trouble there. Harrington's head is stuck under astine a little bit.
3: Whew. Joel Lanstein, 42 and 8. Senior Harrington, the state champion at 41 and 2. Back down here to the match
4: with Gary. And Stewart just jammed both boots in, and he's got a Gary's belly button flat on the mat and his knees up. That is impossible to get out of. What you've got to hope is the official does a stalemate.
3: Ten seconds, a Gary's got to get out, or he will fall four to three.
4: Yeah, and, and, and
3: he's going to fall four to three. Yep. There just wasn't a lot of gas left after he got rode the entire third period. So a Gary will lose here to the champ And Stewart for the second time in two weeks.
4: Yeah, he goes down, so that's going to make that duel 12-9. to 9, And now you're going to get, uh, depending on what Elkhorn Valley does, Braden Comston's going to come out. Uh, and if it's Alejandro Martinez, Alejandro Martinez pinned uh, Cumston last week in the third and fourth place match. Pinned him in four minutes and six
3: seconds. Over here in the Class D match, you've got Dominic Rickard of Plainview who won state last week. Leading Coy Gideon of Burwell 9 to 4 as they come to the end of the second period. And right now, uh, it is Burwell on top of the duel, 18 0, winning the first three weight classes. Yeah,
4: and Well, Harr-
3: winning more than that, excuse me, but they're up
4: 18 0. Harrington uh, and Anstein go uh, scoreless, Doug, through the first period. And Harrington's working hard. He's going to get the turn. Anstein took bottom. Harrington does a great job of turning him. He's going to get three back points. And now he's got to fight not to give up a reversal. He's got to pin him right here, Doug.
3: Right on the edge of the mat for Lee Harrington. Trying to get the pin for the second
4: Saturday in a row with a minute remaining. That's a head chancer. And them big guys, yeah, he sticks him right there. Lee Harrington in 3.07.
3: Comes away with the win here for Carney.
4: Yeah, he let Einstein have a little hope. But that's all it was going to be was hope.
3: So Carney down. Takes a 6-3 lead after dropping the Bautista match at 220. And that will bring us to the 106-pounder here in Braden Smith for the Bearcats. And Bryce Aldenette
4: for Bellevue East. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. What Braden Smith do we see? My guess is you're going to see the one that we saw all year. Braden is a phenomenal little wrestler. I mean, he's really good, Doug. He's mean. He's tough. He's good in all positions. He just didn't have a very good weekend last weekend. He doesn't meddle. And my guess is you're going to see a real fireplug out of him today. Still no score with Braden Comston and uh, Martinez in that match uh, in Class D at 120 pounds.
3: As you said, both of these guys, Comston and Martinez, fell in the semifinals last week.
4: Yeah, and Alejandro Martinez had been in the finals the year before.
3: Braden Smith in on an early takedown here for the Kearney Bearcats. So 20 seconds in, he's up 2 nothing. he decides to just cut his opponent. And they went with a freshman this time, Jake Francois, a new young man out there for Bellevue East. So, Smith, he's trying to get the pin here.
4: Yeah, and you see, oh, Ooh. body lock right what? to his back. Oh, Braden Smith. That's why I said you're going to see it out of him today, I believe, Doug.
3: He is going to get a pin as well. How quickly will it happen? It'll happen at 44 seconds.
4: Yeah, that's, that's what we saw out of him all year. And he just uh, wasn't able to pull the trigger. Alejandro Martinez just got a takedown and just about got near fall on Braden Compton. Now he's going to stick a leg in. Really tough ride here. Two to, it's 2-0 to zero with a minute 30 left in the second period.
3: You're listening to the State Wrestling Duels on KXPN, Carney, KICS Hastings, Doug Duda, Larry Baker. Also online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. A reminder that the A&D round going on now immediately followed at 1 o'clock by B&C. The weather pushed back the start. They decided to make that. Earlier in the week, that decision, instead of starting at 9 a.m., we got a little extra sleep, and we started at 11.30, but that means everything will be jammed together, and it will just roll. There will really be no break in the action. When we get to the consolations today, we will give you reports, and then at 4 o'clock, the semifinals, and 7.30, the finals, and those will be on e- on Classic Hits 98.9.
4: Yeah, and Braden Comston was just pinned by Alejandro Martinez, Doug. Uh, just had a tough ride, stuck kind of a grapevine ride. And he's gonna finish it. And that now is going to give Elkhorn Valley the lead at 15 to 12. Again, I think the depth here of Amherst uh, will prevail.
3: Carney is gonna send out Dalen Ritchie now at 113 pounds against Doug Cheek, a senior out of Bellevue East. So a junior and a senior, but Dalen Ritchie. Is getting the call here for the Bearcats, who lead the duel twelve to three. Again, a reminder: we started at two twenty, so right now, uh, Columbus—they're only in their second match. Cy Marshall is up six nothing, and they won the two uh, hundred and twenty-pound match, so they're up three nothing in the duel. Lincoln Southwest has a four nothing lead over Millard South because they won by a major decision as they wrestle at heavyweight, and the heavyweights have just come to an end. And Southwest is going to get the win there as well. So Southwest, Larry, the eight seed. Uh, leading Millard South, and then you get over to uh, Lincoln East. They are up 12-0 on Millard West as they wrestle the 106-pound match.
4: Yeah, Millard South hasn't gotten to their hammers yet. Uh,
3: Luke Rip on the mat for Amherst.
4: Yeah, and and he's been taken down. He just got taken down and now got let up.
3: Daylon Ritchie now going to get a takedown late in the first period.
4: Here's here's one of the other things, Doug, and you see Daylon Ritchie coming out to wrestle one of the things where Carney is, uh, and a, a lot of teams have depth, but Carney really develops their depth, and that helps them in a day like today because you can have a kid, he doesn't have to wrestle three times today. They can send some other guys out because their room is full of tough dudes. And if they take some of these coin flip type matches, they can send some other guys out. Yeah, and Mitchell Peterson of Elkhorn Valley, he's 24 and 18. He's a sophomore wrestling Luke Rip who is a senior, uh, 10 and 12 on the year.
3: And over on the Carney match, it'll be 2-0 at the end of the period. Dalen Ritchie will be on top, but a lot of movement early on for Doug Cheek, and he is able to get out, and they'll give him the reversal, and he brings Ritchie back to the mat really hard. It's 2-2, 15 seconds gone, and now Ritchie's in some trouble.
4: Big trouble. They got they got a tilt. He's going to get the pin, and he had the seatbelt, had the wrist hooked across Uh, there so Carney's gonna give up the pin
3: two minutes and 20 seconds wow what a job by the senior cheek on top and Richie gonna have to go uh, shake it out a little bit he really got tore up there
4: yeah that I mean that was a big I don't know if he got choked out there a little bit it was just oh his ribs hurt I mean that's why I say he had that seat belt across the waist all the way and had a hold of the wrist and I mean he had that tight
3: so Bellevue East will get their second win, and Carney will be up 12-9 to 9 as they go to 120 pounds. Let's give you the other class, Dean. Uh, it is Southwest leading Tri-County 18-12 to 12 as they wrestle at 126 pounds.
4: And Caden Guerrero is going to get a pin right here for Southwest. He's a stud, Doug. He was third a year ago, lost to Pulaski in the semis. I thought he had a chance to get back to the finals this year. Has a terrible state tournament, didn't medal this year. This kid you'll see in the state finals, I can assure you, at some point.
3: 24-12 now in favor of Southwest as they go to 132 pounds. They're wrestling 132 here with Burwell leading Plainview, 24-4. And at uh, the mat 8, they are already at 145 pounds. And Creighton leading Mullen, 24-18. Creighton, the sixth seed, currently leading Mullen in the Amherst-Elkhorn Valley match. Elkhorn Valley 15, Amherst 12. And uh, they are looking to add to that lead here in the 126-pound weight class.
4: Yeah, uh, uh, Michael or Mitch, excuse me, Mitchell Peterson wrestling Luke Rip from Amherst. Peterson's up four-one, riding the dog out of out of Rip. But Rip's a tough guy to pin. Doug, he's real long, super flexible, and right now he's doing his job. I mean, Peterson's definitely the favorite here, and Rip's wrestling him really tough. On his way, possibly of getting out here an escape, a possible reversal. If he could hook the head, that'd be a reversal to the back.
3: 40 seconds remaining in the second period. Rip down
4: 4-1. Yeah, Rip's doing a really good job here. You almost have to believe that he'll get one at the end of this exchange, possibly two. There's the two reversal. 30 seconds left in the second period. Peterson now leads Rip 4-3, to three, so Rip's Cutting into it, I think Peterson's going to get out, so it's going to be 5-3 to with 20 seconds left.
3: Now they separate, they'll restart in the middle of the mat. So 5-3 the score, Amherst down. They're also down 15-12. to 12. They're still looking at Dalen Ritchie over there, trying to get him his wind. He is now setting up, but I think maybe something got a little tore up in the midsection there. Yeah,
4: I think so. That was tight when they went over. Luke Peterson's going to get his choice. My guess is he'll go down. He's got the 5-3 lead. Luke Ripp needs to find something here. Get some back points and get himself right back in this match.
3: This is the State High School Wrestling Duels. Let's take a break here from some of our fine sponsors. The State High School Wrestling Duels are brought to you in part by Jeff Cuttiford from Capital Business Systems, your managed print and document services professional. Give Jeff a call at 308 833
1: See RAI in Ravenna, Shelton, or Loop City. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just your insurance agent, your friend. Best of luck, wrestlers.
0: Well, it's that time of year again, and if you're looking for a cost-effective liquid fertilizer application system, see the experts at AgExcel and Kearney. Planting season is right around the corner, so what if I told you that we could increase your yields this year? Whether it's a liquid system for planting, drilling, strip tilling, or side dressing, let us at AgXL design a system for you. Stop in our Carney showroom or on the web at AgXcel.com. that's A-G-X-C-E-L dot com, where precision meets the soil.
1: In the market for some Galve? see Mike or Dale Tobenheim of Amherst today. Their primary focus has always been making functional and efficient cows, focusing on birth weights, maternal traits, pay weights, higher weaning and yearling weights, meat and muscle. Also, your Traeger Grill dealer. Have a great beef experience with Traeger girls from Tobenheim Galve.
3: And back to our Class D duel here with Amherst and Elkhorn Valley, and Luke Ripps making something happen, Larry.
4: Yeah, he's got a tough cradle on, Doug. He's got Peterson on his back again. The the referee's holding two. He's going to get five. It's going to be six to five right now. If he can hold him here, Rip might pin him, Doug. This would be a big upset for Amherst. Right there it is. That's a big win for the Broncos. Great job by Mr. Rip. That's 16 points. Now it's 18-15 Amherst. That's a big one, Doug. That's one that Elkhorn Valley thought they'd get. Great job by Mr. Rip.
3: And it takes a little of those upset thoughts away from Elkhorn Valley right now because uh, they were looking for a win, maybe some bonus points there, and up 15 to 12, maybe getting to 19 or 21 to 12, even though Amherst still had big guns coming. But now it is Amherst 18 and Elkhorn Valley 15 in the 1-8 matchup in Class D. Yeah, Dallin that- Ritchie does get up and uh, is able to get off the mat over here for Carney High, but we may not see him again today. Uh, uh, no, pretty uh, if, tender. If he's banged up. Of course, if Carney wins, they don't have to go till 4, so we'll see how that plays out. Now out there, Philip Moomey, the state champion for the Kearney Bearcats. We'll, uh, he and uh, Lee Harrington were the two champs last week for Kearney High. Trey Gruby and Nick James were the runner-up. And right now, Moomey is taking
4: Ooh, on a freshman. Big twister. He just, Moomy twisted him, and it was a big one. He didn't catch the arm, though, so he's going to get two near fall. It's going to be 4-0. If he'd have caught the arm, uh, Moomy would have pinned him. And that twister, a lot of times, as you, as you go, you've got to fish that arm. There he's going to move. He's going to cradle him. Whoo! The Bearcats look mean today, Doug.
3: They want to win. And for some of these guys, not very many, but if some of these guys are wrestling their last match. But uh, they, they know that this can carry over into next year as well.
4: No question. It's a big deal. You still have a chance to win a title today. A big trophy. Yeah, and now down here for Amherst.
3: Morgan Shields, the freshman, taking on Darren Stewart, the 29-8 and 8 junior for Elkhorn Valley. So, again, kind of a favorite for Elkhorn Valley. Stewart, another Stewart, will get the takedown, but Shields is going to get a fairly quick escape. So we're a minute gone, 2-1 Elkhorn Valley.
4: You know, that, and that, that's why that last match is so important is you've got a bunch of these toss-up type matches here in this duel, Doug. And that's a 12-point swing, I think, from what Elkhorn Valley thought they were going to get. At 126 pounds. Oh, Stewart just lateral drop shields right to his back. He's gonna get three. He's gonna let shields up from his back, Doug.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then take him back down to it.
4: Oh my. Well, I tell you what, we'll see how this thing comes out. He's not gonna get it. He's not gonna let
3: him go this time, and he's gonna get the pin in a minute and 43 seconds.
4: I'm just telling you, we may look back, and that's what happens in a dual tournament. Doug Rip comes in. He's not a state qualifier. He's only got 11 wins on the season, and he very well may be the defining difference in this duel.
3: People will ask right away. Well, how's Elkhorn Valley the eighth seed then, if they've got so many uh, good? They had a lot of guys come out of that district. Yes. I don't have to look back. I can tell you that they were third and fourth as more than being district champions. They might have had one or two, but a lot of their guys uh, either missed out on getting to state or finished a third and fourth, so they didn't get as many points.
4: Right. Yeah, Mooney's up 17-3 to three with still over a minute 30 left in the second period. He is just on a roll. Amherst is going to get a forfeit, so now we're going to get another one of those Rematches from a week ago. Trace Bosch at 145 pounds is going to wrestle Josh McFarlane. This was a really pivotal match, really, in the Class D team race a week ago. Bosch loses a 1-0 match to McFarlane, Doug, in the quarterfinals, and then Bosch is not able to get through and medal. McFarlane wins that match, ends up fourth at the state meet. So this is a pretty big rematch. It's now 24-21. to Amherst is in the lead by three
3: and they're getting after
4: it. Yeah, they are. They, you know, last week, uh, no takedowns could happen, and in the end, Bosch couldn't ride McFarlane, and McFarlane rode Bosch out for the entire third period uh, to win 1-0. to zero. It was a real war. Guys were in close many times and just couldn't score.
3: Mubi is on bottom over there, and has been for quite a while, just needing one point to uh, finish this off with a tech fall. And I suppose, in the back of Moomie's mind, he's thinking he doesn 't want to just get out of reversal no. he he needs to finish it with a pin here
4: that 's what he wants he wants to try he's trying to think how can I get from the down position and him to his back and that also he may just let himself get ridden out, Doug, so that he can get to a spot where he can do that.
3: Well, Hester was getting a little high there, and it looked like Moomie had the ideas of really coming out and reversing him to his back but it looks like that's exactly what's going to happen because they're down to 25 seconds to go in that period.
4: Christian Miller from Plainview, one of our two four-time state champions from a week ago, Doug just uh, pinned Tim Hughes from Burwell. We do have both two-time state champions in the field today. We will see Corbin Mink, or uh, we'll see Corbin Mink, uh, um, as well as. Um, the young man from Plainview.
3: Christian Miller and Corbin Mank, each four-time state champs. Now, Burwell gets a forfeit here at 152, so they're up 30-20. to 20. And again, 195 will be the final weight class in this round. We started at 220, if you're just joining us. And back over to Amherst, Bosch and McFarland, Just like last week, they tie up a lot, but there's no points in the first period. Scoreless as they go to... The second.
4: And Moomy did exactly what we said, Doug. He allowed himself to be ridden out so he could get on top. He's looking to pin here. That's it. You'll never see it normally. But he just let Hester ride him out. And now he's fine. How can I get Hester to his back and end it?
3: Didn't even take neutral. He wanted to work from the top. Yep. He's up 17 to 3. So at some point. At some point, if he doesn't haul him down,
4: he'll cut him. He'll cut him.
3: Yeah. yeah, cut him to get the tech fall.
4: Because it's still a point. Right now, it's only four team points. He'd like to get the extra two, but as you said, for sure he'll make sure he gets the extra one.
3: And down here, Josh McFarland took down to start the second period here against Bosch, and it took him about ten seconds to get out. But Bosch in on a single.
4: Yeah, nice deep low single, ah, and he let uh, McFarland square his hips. Bosh is in trouble here. He, he, Bosh will not score from here. Bosh is very tough to finish on. It's still Bosh's shot. He still has the leg, but McFarland's working really hard to cut the corner. And there's Moomy. He just took him to his back. He took Hester to his back, trying to get the pin with a minute
3: to go. Moomy's got him locked up, and he gets the pin at 5'10". So he does exactly technically what the Bearcats wanted him to do.
4: Yeah, now they're going to stalemate that position out in Class D, so Bosch and McFarland are going to go back to their feet. This has played out the same. 50 seconds left in the second period. They're in the center of the mat. Lots of hand fighting. Bosch has been in deep several times, but McFarland is just a brick. He's, real, he's a real, very well built 145 pounder, super strong hips, and Bosch hasn't been able to get that corner. An angle created where he can take McFarland's hips away from him.
3: Carney is now up 18-9 in the duel as they go to 126 pounds. Again, Amherst is up 24-21 as they wrestle at 145. Yeah. Elkhorn Valley has to win this match to stay in the duel.
4: Yeah, and Bosh again, he's in on a leg. He's just long and tough to... Bosh just, he he doesn't score from these positions always, but he very rarely gives up points. He's got a great chance to get two here. That's going to be two. There's only one second left. That's the big takedown that they needed. It's the one they couldn't get a week ago. Now Bosh will go down up two to one.
3: Huge, huge short-time takedown for Trace Bosh. First time he's able to score on him and against McFarland here over these two matches. In Class A, Gage McBride, the 17 and 6 state qualifier, taking on Jack Bugelwitz, a 23 and 16 junior for Bellevue East, and McBride in on the early takedown.
4: Yeah, and McFarland's gonna try to turn Bosch, but what he's gonna find out is his arms are made of cooked spaghetti. That guy bends in a thousand different ways, and he's really hard to turn.
3: And it looks like Burwell just gonna get too many forfeits here from. Their opposition, and they are going to be the first ones done, it looks like, by a score of 54 to 20 over Creighton. So Burwell, or Plainview, excuse me, Burwell, 54 to 20 over Plainview to advance on to the semifinals.
4: Yeah, and again, there's a big wing. mcfarland has got a wing. He's running a wing on one side and a half on the other. Oh, he's got a great chance of turning him here. He just muscled it straight over. There's two back points the officials holding. Bosch is in big trouble here. Big trouble. Yeah, he's going to be behind for sure if he can survive. There's a minute 10 left in this match, and Bosch is on his back in the center, and he's in trouble.
3: McFarland's still working, trying to get out of there, but it's not going to happen as Steve Faber slaps the mat at the 5.03 mark.
4: Yeah, and that was just a deal where McFarlane just got tough, Doug. He didn't care how flexible Bosch's arms were. He just ran him straight over.
3: You know, the takedown might have actually been a detriment. Yeah, very well could have been. Because McFarlane then got a little bit angry, and he came out with a purpose and is able to get the win. Gage McBride after the takedown in the first 10 seconds, has just continued to ride Booglewitz of Bellevue East, and it's going to be 2-0 Carney at the end of the first period.
4: Yeah, he's been very good on top, has Gage McBride. He's just controlled that whole thing. Unanswered points, that's a big deal. He gets the takedown, and he doesn't let Bugelowitz, uh cut the deficit in half by an escape.
3: Well, Amherst is now trailing Elkhorn Valley 27-24 to uh, 24 with four weight classes, uh, excuse me, five weight classes left to go, and it looks like they still have to give one more forefoot up here. So this thing's not over yet. And you've got a toss-up here between Amherst freshman Jaron Potts and Elkhorn Valley senior Tyler Miller, who's 4-8, and eight, Potts 23-24. and 24. Yeah, Potts
4: is pretty good. Just a freshman, but he's really good in all positions. He's doing a great job there. Uh, Ankle to ankle here in a scramble. Oh, Potts let his hips fall to the mat. There he got him back up. I think he'll score out of this. Will Jaron Potts. There he's going to get the two. That's what I mean. Even though as a freshman, he let his hips fall to the mat, got himself in big trouble, and then hustled his way right out of it. Over
3: for McBride. He's up 2-0 at the end of the first period. Takes bottom to start the second. Gets an immediate escape. So now... McBride is up 3-0 over Booglewitz.
4: Yeah, and this is Jaron Potts now working on top. Potts needs to turn uh, Miller here in Penny for Amherst, Doug.
3: McBride gets another takedown for the Bearcats, so he is up 5 to nothing with a minute 20 to go in the period, second period.
4: You know, if Rip doesn't do what he does, Doug, And that thing went the way they thought it would. You take six from Amherst and add six to Elkhorn Valley right now, and this thing is serious.
3: Yeah, it'd be 33-18 plus six going up, and now he's cradled him up. Potts has cradled
4: him. Potts gets three more, so 5-0 at the end of the first period, and Potts very much looks like he's in control. Miller's going to defer. I'm sure Potts will go down.
3: Potts uh, just ran out of time as the period came to an end. He might have got the pin. 5-0. In favor of Potts of Amherst, yeah. Boy, it would be looking real dicey. They would, Amherst would need bonus points from some of their studs like Klingelhofer at 170 to avoid being the first number one to go down. I mean, considering what happened to Amherst, I mean, we talked about it last week, but if the, if the run ends and then you get upset in the first round of the duels,
4: man. That's a big deal. But, you know, I thought coming into this, this was a very sketchy draw for Amherst. They were going to have to wrestle well in this first round.
3: Potts takes bottom, as you said, to start the second period. Quickly gets out. He's up 6-0.
4: Yeah, and down there, Gage McBride. He has stretched his lead now to 7-1, and they're going to go to the second period. This is also where you start, or the third period, excuse me. This is also where you start looking for bonus at 7-1 in a dual meet.
3: There,
4: Potts. A minute and a half left in the second period, 6-0 yet.
3: Again, Classes B and C will get going at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Kearney Catholic, Grand Island Northwest, Ord, Broken Bow among the Central Nebraska teams that will be competing. We'll give you a rundown of the scoreboard here in just a moment already. Burwell has won their duel this morning. Now into this afternoon as they down Plainview. Plainview. 54-20, to so Matt 7, home of the Kearney Catholic Stars, is vacant right now. You think the Stars will get to wrestle on their own, Matt, Larry? I don't
4: know, I just had the same thought.
3: I think they do because it's the 2-7. And let's go to the floor. Yes, it has just been confirmed. It has been confirmed by assistant coach guru Kenny Luther that they will get to wrestle on their own, Matt.
4: Speaking of the floor and the stars, is that Klinger and Conley I see down there and part of the medical staff?
3: Yeah. Anything to get the free NSAA jacket, right?
4: (laughs) Potts is really wrestling tough here. He was just about taken down, Doug, really close to being taken down. And instead, he's going to reverse the fortune and get two more himself. So now he's in bonus point range, 8-0 to with uh, about 10 seconds left in the second period.
3: But, you know, as we say that, it does take a lot of volunteers to pull off an event like this. Anything, especially that's not in Omaha and Lincoln, it's still done, but it's more organized from the state level there. Anytime you get an event outside of those two communities, it's more of a local. I mean, that's how they get these for cross-country, speech, wrestling. It doesn't matter what it is, golf, tennis. Uh, when, they, when they're softball over at Hastings, uh, they, they need a little more local work. And now, uh, as you said, Potts up eight nothing as they go to the third period.
4: Yeah, they're going to be on their feet. Potts has owned these positions without question. It's eleven to four now. Gage McBride's leaving, leading uh, Jack Booglewitz. Going to give him an escape. Give Booglewitz an escape. So it's going to be eleven to five.
3: He's trying for that one
4: more takedown to
3: get the major, obviously, with just fifteen seconds to go in the match. But Booglewitz does a good job of just kind of. Oh, getting in there and making sure that he doesn't get taken down, and it will end up 11-5. to 5. So McBride wins, but just three points instead of four.
4: Yeah, he does a good job there. He got in that front headlock, and the Carney guys wanted him to twister, but Buglewitz had done a great job getting a hold of, of McBride's wrists so there'd be no leverage there. Anytime a guy gets in that position where a potential twister or cement mixer, you want to grab those wrists. Takedown here for Potts
3: now for Amherst. He's up 10 to nothing in that major decision area. He'd like to find a way to add another point or two here. He's got a minute 10 working on Miller of Elkhorn Valley.
4: Yeah, Potts has done a great job. He's controlled this whole match. Only one time was he ever in jeopardy of giving up any points. He's just wrestled very, very well.
3: Back over in the Class A match, it'll be Nick James, the state runner-up for Kearney, against a freshman, or excuse me, a sophomore that's wrestled, according to a track here, one varsity match. So Nick James should be able to make short work of Josh Kofelt.
4: Yeah, because last week at the state meet, Ja'Cory Rizak. Uh, from Bellevue East is who wrestled Nick James at the state meet. James beat him thirteen to three. So a little difference in the lineup for Bell East today.
3: Probably bump him up to thirty-eight
4: would be my guess.
3: And uh, of course for Carney at one hundred and thirty-eight pounds, you're probably looking at uh, Tyson Seppel.
4: Yeah, Potts now has given up a point. It's ten to one. He got himself another takedown. Potts has really wrestled well here for a freshman. Uh, And, of course, they are still freshmen, but by this point in the season, they're really kind of sophomores. They've moved on now a grade, if you think about it. But Nick James, he's one of those guys you don't want to blink when he wrestles. He's pretty wild and hairy in how he does things. Big slide by there. Great job by James. That's a takedown to the minute 15 left in the first period and just directly into a turn.
3: Potts is going to end up winning here for Amherst by a score of 10-1. to 1. That's a major, so put up four more points. And Amherst now regains the lead 28-27 over Elkhorn Valley as we go to 160 pounds.
4: Yeah, so Amherst clearly, I think now, I mean, they've, they've still got Klingelhofer. Aggies coming out now, but they've got...
3: But Klingelhoffer is going to win by forfeit. Because Elkhorn Valley doesn't have and a 70-pounder.
4: So, and and you've got to believe at 95, it'll be the same, Doug. You've got a state champion for Amherst and Bogard there. Amherst is going to sew this up. But are they vulnerable today? It's kind of interesting, you know, going through this first-round matchup. Ooh, Aggie's a little angry there. He shoves uh, his uh, opponent out of bounds.
3: Over in the Carney High match. The point's coming up real good now, and turning. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, I shall chuckle as well. Nick James just decided, okay, it's time for this thing to end in a minute 42.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was already 10 to 1, and he just stuck him on his back and said, we're done.
3: And Carney now picking up their big points in this duel, up 27 to 9, as we would go to 138 pounds. And let's take a break here uh, so we can hear from some of our fine sponsors, the state wrestling duels on ESPN. To learn more about seed treatment
5: options for your farm, contact Tom or Jamie Madsen of Madsen Seed in Minden, your local Pioneer sales representative. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success. Taking this time to say congratulations, Whippets, and best of luck on the mat, we're so proud of you. This sports
2: broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown personal service, Adams Corner Market.
1: First Bank & Trust Company in Minden provides the latest technology with a personal touch. Minden's First Bank & Trust Company is a leader in online and mobile banking, including mobile deposit right from your smartphone. Local bank, local decisions. Local means us first bank and trust company in minden it's what you'd expect from a friend member fdic good luck wrestlers
5: family physical therapy and sports center getting you back in the game of life with a location to better serve every athlete every parent and every grandparent no matter what your age occupation or hobby we specialize in getting you back where you need to be best of luck wrestlers Stop into
2: Aurora Co-op. Get all you need to keep the farm going. You can find an Aurora Co-op near you. Aurora Co-op, a proud sponsor of all area wrestlers. Best of luck at state. Locally owned and operated since 1883. A tradition of community banking. Full service banking with a strong dedication to their local community is what Minden Exchange Bank is all about.
3: And welcome back to the State High School Wrestling Duels. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, glad to have you along with us. As Cole Eggie is going to get a pin for Amherst while we are away in a minute and 40 seconds. And for Bellevue East, they're going to come out with uh, Derek Wagstaff against Tyson Seppel. And he takes care of uh, business and pins Seppel.
4: Yeah, Wagstaff was fifth at the state meet a week ago, Doug. And Ja'Cory Rezak, they just didn't wrestle him in the duel unless they're going to bump. You know, you could bump up too. 34-27 is what Amherst now leads, uh, moving to 170 pounds.
3: And they'll get the forfeit there.
4: Which is, no, 180. No, Amherst bumped up to 82 uh, to wrestle. And that's a smart move. Because you just go open, open, nobody gets the points, then you bump up. Instead of going six and six, don't let, um, that's a very smart move. So Klingelhofer is going to bump up to 182 here. Very smart move there by Chase Klingelhoffer.
3: And that's just the way that the coin flip came. It was yes. obviously, uh, depending on whose decision it was to send somebody out. Yeah, because so it was El- it had to have been El- Elkhorn Valley's Valley choice at 70. at 70. And so then Amherst said, well, we'll just step aside and no points. So it's 34-27 Amherst with two matches to go. And you're sending out number one ranked Kalen Klingelhoffer, even though he finished third last week.
4: Yeah, definitely the best kid at the weight.
3: And, t- the, and the story here is all he has to do is win. That's right. All he has to do is win for Amherst. For Carney High, Teontay Wilson will come out as a 2-1 lead over Harley Zimmer, a 9-8 senior out of Bellevue East. Took him down, let him up.
4: Now ready to take
3: him down again, it looks like, for a 4-1 lead.
4: Yeah, that's a good takedown there. It's going to be 4-1 to and just looking for back points right out of the chute.
3: Let's give you some other updates here in Class A. They're at 138 pounds, and Omaha Burke leads Columbus by a score of 21 to 12. Millard South leads Lincoln Southwest 29 to 7 as they wrestle at 145 pounds. Then it is Lincoln East leading Millard West 22 to 21 as they wrestle at 145 pounds.
4: And Wilson. Has got Zimmer in a headlock, and he just ends it. He had him tight there, just choking Zimmer out. So there's six more for the Bearcats.
3: A pin 131.
4: And Klingelhofer gets the takedown. He's now got the cradle on Clint Toby from Elkhorn Valley. He's going to get three near fall. So I think they're going to move. Well, I was going to say they were going to move to the second period, 5-0. Klingelhofer runs him straight over again. There's 10 seconds left. I don't know if he can pin him yet.
3: There. And yes. yes, he will. Got yeah,
4: 154.
3: So Klingelhofer will get the win here and secure the dual victory for Amherst with 195 still to come out. It's 40-27. to 27.
4: Yeah, you got 195, so you got the state champ. Coming out for Amherst. I don't know that uh, Elkhorn Valley will even wrestle him. Probably won't. I would say this duel is over. It's going to be 46-27, to Amherst.
3: And it looks like Creighton will finish off the uh, knockoff of Mullen here, 45-27, to 27, and advance on to face Burwell in the semis, and that's exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be a forfeit at 195, and Amherst will win the duel. By a score of forty-six to twenty-seven, the closest first round that they have had, and it got interesting. But uh, the key moment was Luke Rip uh, for Amherst, uh, uh, a young man that did not make it to state, and he makes a nice has a nice win here today.
4: Yeah, he had the win of the duel, no doubt about it. In Class A, Judge Cucera comes out and gets taken down straight to his back. Doug really fought hard to get off of his back, but he's going to find himself in a five-hole lead. To Tyler Naraki of Bellevue East. And naraki has got his legs in and wrestling. Uh, Kuchera really tough down there. 40 seconds left in the first period. Oh, Judd's got a hustle here. He's doing a good job. You'd like to see him grab that foot on the inside, not the outside. When you try to pull that leg in, when that guy's got his leg in and you grab it from the outside, all you're doing is making it Tighter. You need to grab it on the inside, uh, on the arch side of the foot, and set it out. So it's 5-0, 15 seconds left, and Naraki's still riding him tough.
3: We're down to five duels that are going on right now. Three duels are in the books again here in Class D. Amherst, the top seed, beats Elkhorn Valley, 46-27. to 27. They will take on either Southwest or Tri-County. Southwest leads Tri-County. as they're wrestling at 170 pounds. Creighton, the sixth seed, beat Mullen 45-27, and they will wrestle Burwell, a 54-20 winner, over Plainview. And again, those semifinals are now scheduled to begin at 4 o'clock.
4: Yeah, Burke's starting to pull away from Columbus, that's for sure.
3: In Class A, as you said, Burke just getting another six points on the board via pin, 27-12. And that match was all tied up at four in the third period when that pin came, so that's a tough loss for Columbus. And then uh, Millard South, 29 to seven over Lincoln' Southwest. and Lincoln East now leads Millard West, 25 to 21.
4: Yeah, now Chera's going to go down to start the second period. He's really got a roll. He got ridden tough, tough, tough in that first period. He's to his feet. He's almost out, and Iraqi's kind of in on a double. Cruchera fights him all the way off, does a great job there to get out. So it's going to be 5-1. to one. Oh, Naraki's going to lateral drop him. Straight to his back, feet to back, Doug. So he's going to get five more if Judd can get off his back. Cruchera's really got to fight here. Now Naraki's moved it to a headlock position. And he's all the way out to the side. This is tough. But it's close. You cannot cover. In the old days, you could take, when you headlocked somebody, Doug, you could take their arm and cover their nose and mouth. And that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to get on the bottom of that elbow and strangle them, really. And you cannot do that anymore. And that's Naraki got that arm across uh, Cruchera's mouth and nose. So not only do they stop it, but they'll also give Cruchera a point for an illegal hold. So now it's 10 to 1 with a minute 20 left in the second.
3: And you look over there, Bellevue East wanted to get an explanation. They care. Uh, Bellevue, Absolutely.
4: Give Bellevue East credit.
3: We've seen a couple of teams come out of the Metro during the uh, first four years of the duels that didn't even bring their whole team, didn't bring their varsity lineup. Uh, but we're here because they Oh,
4: Doug. Naraki tried to high flyer him. Kuchera caught him on his back. It's going to be 10-3, to but, oh, that was close, close, close.
3: So Judd's. Continuing in there, I love the excitement, man. I love it. Oh,
4: that would have been great for him. You know, he, he didn't qualify, Doug.
3: He was the only Bearcat yes. that got to, had to stay home from the A1 district. Now the escape for Naraki, and he is up 11-3, 40 seconds, neutral, right in the middle of the mat, second period.
4: Boy, that was close. He just got to keep wrestling. You know, you always tell your kids, as long as you got a leg band on, you got a chance, and he's going to run him to his back again, and this time Naraki's going to go ahead and finish the job. He takes Cruchera down again, and he's got him in big trouble here. 20
3: seconds remaining. Another five-point move.
4: And this, this would end. Oh, there he pinned uh, Judd Cruchera. But good for Judd Cruchera, you know. As you said, Bellevue East, absolutely, this matters to them, and they're wrestling this thing all the way out. Judd Cruchera did the same thing.
3: That'll make it 33-21. Carney High has the lead as they go to 160 pounds. Again, the final match will be at 195 uh, we started at 220 in this opening round. As we're getting ready for classes B and C, which this round is moving, around, moving along at a pretty good pace, especially for D, obviously, as uh, they have just the one dual left. Yeah. Still some work to do there between Southwest and Tri-County in the 4-5 matchup.
4: D will always move uh, a little faster in this format simply because you just don't have the full weights.
3: No doubt about it. Now for Carney High. They will move on to 160 pounds, and the Bearcats should be Trey Gruby out there for Kearney High. Remember, he kind of dinged his ankle up and ended up as a state runner-up. Some, some thought maybe the scoring in his last match uh, was a little questionable. Uh, there was a takedown and two near fall, and he's in on a quick shot to go up 2 nothing over the 14-10 and 10 senior Justin Larson.
4: Yeah, he just went through with a blast double, a little Jordan Burroughs double there. Grooby's another kid. When Grooby's hot, look out, Doug. He's mean, he's tough, uh, he's willing to pull the trigger at all times. And and, and the scoring was uh, a little different in that match in the finals. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily Groovy um, didn't get what he deserved, but... Uh, uh, yeah, he
3: was wrestling Coleman, who became an yes. undefeated wrestler and a second championship for him this year. So uh, Gruby has had a few more losses at thirty-six and thirteen on the season.
4: Yeah, but what a great finish to uh, be a state runner-up as a senior. You know, he's worked his butt off in that program and to to get what he deserves. Um, uh, without question, his name will hang in that room forever.
3: And if uh, Gruby can get the job done here, it would give Coach Swarm an opportunity. And, and, and this is tricky. I mean, you're a varsity guy. You've earned your spot. But then if you're the backup, you can send him out there in this format and get him a match here when you've got things locked up. So uh, we'll see what uh, Coach Swarm does.
4: Especially if he's a younger guy a lot of times. And that's how Swarm runs his program. Swarm runs his program to develop depth. Groovy just ran a beautiful high half with a thigh ride. He's getting back points here. 20 seconds left. They are right in the center. I think Gruby's going to stick him right here.
3: Trying to get another first period pin here for the Bearcats, and they'll do it. A pin in 146 for Trey Gruby, and Carney. High will go up 39-21, to 21, which technically does not clinch the duel. There are still 18 points available out there, and Kearney is up by 18.
4: Yeah, Carney looks good today, Doug. They look mean. They look like they're willing to pull the trigger millard south's up thirty three seven They kind of are the uh, same type of a deal.
3: Southwest came out strong here and had a couple of early wins to get the lead actually in that duel and Now Millard South has not lost in the last five matches. I believe it
4: is no and and you know you talk about motivation Millard south doug denson 's coaching the last day of his career today, so that'll mean something to his kids. Uh, as well, trying to send Coach Denson out, a champion.
3: Southwest now leads Tri-County 37-27 with two matches to go. So Tri-County has to win them both if they are going to uh, beat Southwest. And they've got to have at least a pin and some bonus points, maybe two pins. And now for Kearney, they will send Reese Nickel out, the state qualifier, against ja- Josh Francois of Bellevue East.
4: Yeah, Nickel gets the quick takedown and just, I mean, immediately looking for a cradle. He's kind of in a tough spot. He's on the edge of the mat, but he's going to get him turned in that cradle, Doug. Look how tight he's got his near knee. He's got his near knee sucked in. he He's going to pin him here. Look at that, 51 seconds, and that will do it. Reese
3: Nickel of Kearney will get the pin in 51 seconds, and a lot of pins here down the stretch. Wilson, Gruby nickel all of them in the first period and that will clinch the dual win for Carney High and they will advance on to the semifinals this afternoon at four o'clock and uh, they will take on either Lincoln East or Millard West and again right now that's a dogfight East leads at 25 21 as they wrestle at 152 pounds and East has the lead in that match in the third period.
4: Yeah, Millard West has got a good wrestling team. You know, think of all the wrestlers in Millard. you got Millard West, Millard South, Omaha Scott. you got a lot of good wrestling there. Millard North usually has got some pretty good guys.
3: So Kearney High has a couple left to go here. And let's see how they play it up 45 to 21 in the duel as we go to 182 pounds. And Carney has a couple, three guys probably that they could slide into this situation. Same story at 195 pounds.
4: Yeah, and I'm not sure they haven't shown us who they're going to send yet. The match has started 10 seconds in.
3: Darius Williams looks like he's going to come Ken in Tracy. against Tyler Tracy. So Williams listed at 95 as a freshman with a losing record to take on Tyler Tracy. Carney's starter at the weight class of 182 and state qualifier again.
4: Man, Tracy's a tough, tough kid. He's kind of long. Those long guys are tough to wrestle.
3: Class D still working down here. Southwest, Tri-County, 37-27. Looks like they're scoreless going into the third period of a match that Tri-County must win between Cooper Smith and Cody Downey. And both... Uh, look like state qualifiers. Smith 43 and 15. Downey 36 and 13. Still no score in the first period of the match.
4: And yeah, that Darius Williams, he's only six and fifteen, Doug, but he's he's had tremendous movement. Now he's in on a shot on Tracy's leg. Tracy's gonna square his hips and fight him off, I think. But this Williams looks really athletic, Doug. His uh head hands defense look good. He's getting in and out.
3: You're listening to the State Wrestling Duels on KXPN Carney, KICS Hastings, and Plant Our wrestling coverage today from the State Duels brought to you in part by your Impact Ag partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top yielding pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field this year with Craig Weeches or Todd Travis, your pioneer seed dealer, science with service, delivering success.
4: Yeah, and Tyler Tracy's gonna go ahead and finish that takedown off a of Darius Williams shot. And then Williams just very athletically kind of long sits and hip heists out. So it's gonna be two to one. There's twenty seconds left in the first period. And as you said, it's forty-five to twenty one. The Bearcats have locked up the the uh, duel. But really in your first duel here, you want your guy you don't wrestle again until four. You kinda want your guys to come out and fire and, and get going. Williams gonna take another big shot. Tracy's gonna fight him off. Boy, that Williams is a big kid
3: for a freshman, and that'll be the end of the first period. Tyler Tracy leads it 2-1 to one. again so far in the duels. The uh, Class A wrestlers are all still going, so we take a look at what has happened in D. Amherst picks up the win in uh, their duel over a very game. Elkhorn Valley squad, 46-27. Creighton beats Mullen, 45-27, and Burwell over Plainview, 54-20.
4: Now Darius Williams is going to choose down to start the second period. Tracy's riding him, and it's just the exact same thing. Those hips are good, and Williams is going to long sit and hip heist out. 2-2, 150 left. They're on their feet. Second period.
3: Cody Downey down here for Southwest has just escaped to take a 1-0 lead over Cooper Smith with 25 seconds to go in the match, and if Smith does not take him down, Southwest will win the duel.
4: See, what a way to win. Comes down to the last match.
3: Although, we've got a takedown in the last 20 seconds here. We're down to 10 seconds to go.
4: What a tough way to lose. Great way to win.
3: And unfortunately, they finally put it up on the scoreboard 20 seconds later. It was by Cooper Smith of Tri-County. So Tri-County gets the win, but it doesn't matter. It's only worth three points. So unless a team point got deducted, it's 37-30, and that means Southwest, as long as they don't do something crazy here, will win the duel. Only six points available, and they lead it by seven. So Southwest will advance on to take on Amherst.
4: Yeah, and they're still on their feet, Doug, in that Class A match. Uh, Tracy got in on another blast double, just like he scored the first one, but was unable to finish it. They kind of went out of bounds. 56 seconds left in the second period. Still on their feet. They're going to come back to the center for a restart. Boy, this Williams looks like he could just explode at any time. He's just kind of stalking. Oh, beautiful heel pick by Tracy. Just went head and heel. Nice job. Kept his momentum going forward. Many times guys will go head and heel, but they won't push the thing forward. Tracy did a fabulous job there of, uh, making sure all that forward pressure and Williams just crumpled.
3: Now leads at 4-2, 30 seconds to go in the second period. Uh, just a recap of what's happened for our two very local teams here in Amherst and Kearney for the 220 weight class. Amherst had to forfeit at that. Then Jacob Peterson at 285 and Isaiah Shields at 106 won by forfeit. So it was 12-6 before we had any wrestling going. Dylan Stewart of Elkhorn Valley was able to win in the tiebreaker 4-3 to Over Sal Aguirre of Amherst. And then it was Alejandro Martinez pinning Braden Cumston in 317. Luke Rip of Amherst, after trailing, was able to pin Mitchell Peterson in 538. Morgan Shields of Amherst lost in 144. Then Sam Florell wins by a pin. Trace Bosch lost by a pin at 504. Jaron Potts wrestled well in a 10 1 win over Tyler Miller. Cole Eggie wins by a pin in 141 over Brock Shocker. And then they had the double four-foot at 170, bumping up Kalen Klingelhofer, who then pinned Sean Clintoby, 155, and then a four-foot in the last match to Dane Bogard, 46-27 is the uh, final score there. Then you take a look at where we are at so far in the Carney High match and how the Bearcats have done. It started at, of uh, course, 220 pounds, and uh, Izzy Bautista lost a 3-2 decision. Then in a rematch of the state heavyweight final from last week, Lee Harrington once again pinned Joel Anstein of Bellevue East, but instead of 30 seconds, it took 3 7 Braden Smith wins by a 46-second pin. Dallin Ritchie... Lost by a pin in two twenty-one. Philip Moomy wins in five eleven. Gage McBride wins eleven to five. Nick James wins in one forty two. Seppel lost by a pin in one thirty-nine. Teontay Wilson wins in one thirty-two. Judd Kuchera loses by a pin in three forty-four. Trey Gruby wins in one forty six. Reese Nickel wins in fifty-one seconds. So almost every one of the matches in this duel for Carney High has ended in pin.
4: Yeah, you got a lot of points. Forty-five to twenty-one. That's a lot of points. In a dual meet. So Tracy takes down to start the third period, Doug. He's going to get out 5-2 to two now. And again, I think Tra- Tracy's just got to stay on those good shots and stay. don't allow Williams to be athletic. Uh, Williams, again, just looks like he's stalking and waiting for that spot to explode. He's in deep on a double as Williams. Right there, Tracy fights it off, squares his hips. Dynamite job there. Now look at their little short offense trying to get around. is, is Tracy, they go out of bounds. But I stay on that offense. Swarm is out there telling him the same thing. I, you know, Sometimes you can't get blinded by a guy's record. Clearly hasn't been in the lineup much, but very athletic kid and just really well built.
3: One minute to go in the match and Tyler Tracy leads it 5-2 to two as they wrestle on their feet on the edge. Carney has won the duel. They're up 45-21. Williams in on another shot, but they're on the edge of the mat, so they Go off no points.
4: Yeah, Tracy has kind of worked to the edge of the mat, uh, Doug, throughout this uh, third period. He's just, see, right here again, see how he's just working his way to the edge.
3: Boy, and how big down there in that final Class D match Travis Lickens of Tri County pins Tanner Brooks of Southwest to get the six points, but Southwest will win the duel 37 36 despite that pin. Oh, my. So we talked at the beginning. We've talked about it a lot over the five years, but we talked about bonus points, one point here or there, and Southwest wins it 37 to 36, and they will wrestle Amherst in the semifinals.
4: Big takedown by Tracy there, almost to took Williams right to his back. Going to be seven to two. Only 16 seconds left in the match.
3: I want to remind folks, Carney High boys basketball. They take on Lincoln High tonight right here on ESPN of the district semifinals. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. If Carney wins, they're home again on Monday, 7 o'clock here on ESPN. Can also let you know that uh, the Ravenna and St. Cecilia girls game that was postponed from last night will be this afternoon at 4 at Grand Island Central Catholic on the Breeze, 94.5. As Tracy's trying to bring it home here, Larry.
4: Yeah, Doug. He's uh, going to. There's only five seconds left in the match, and he's just ridden very, very well. This is a really good seven to two win. Uh, I thought he wrestled with tremendous control, never allowed Williams to be in it, and with a match to go, uh, the Bearcats don't look too bad today.
3: Now let's see what uh, Bellevue East decides to do at 195 pounds, because Williams was their 95 listed as their 95 pounder. Carney would go with Sean Jackson if they stick with their varsity lineup here, also a state qualifier last week. Uh, he was the only young man that fell in the semifinals for Kearney High. They went 4-1 and one in that round, and he wrestled a heck of a match, but uh, Sean fell in that match, and he will come out here to wrestle in the duels.
4: Yeah, he did, Doug. He wrestled really well last week, and again, there he goes, just digging in the underhooks. He's going underhook, collar tie, and just pushing the pace.
3: Lost to Malone of Omaha Benson by a score of 2-1 to one in that match at 195 pounds.
4: Yeah, in a really good match.
3: And then, of course, uh, Benson uh, went on and, uh, or Malone of Benson fell to Colton Wolf in the finals last week.
4: Yeah, and there uh, Jackson does a good job. He had double underhooks. He was trying to get him dug in. Wasn't going to be able to go feet to back from there, so he just kind of foot propped him. Got the takedown, does Jackson? So he leads two to zero with about a minute ten left in the first period.
3: Again, when this match is over, we'll give you a quick recap and uh, take a, a real small break, maybe just to get a Sports Center update back at the studios. Because classes B and C involving Northwest, Carney Catholic, Ord, Broken Bow will all get going at one o'clock. Again, then the losers in this round will come back at two thirty. And the winners, of course, in the 4 o'clock semifinals.
4: There, Jackson just does a great job. Went from a cradle to a chancer and is going to pin Gabriel Jeffrey from Bellevue East.
3: So, a win there for Kearney. They will finish off the duel by a score of 54-21. to And uh, that is the first Class A duel that is wrapped up. And I believe, was it 12 of the 14 matches that ended by pin here? Uh, in this duel we will recap it all on the new west postgame show when we return to the university of nebraska at carney health and sports center and the state duels here on espn
5: axman heating and air conditioning is your independent lennox dealer serving pleasanton and surrounding areas they remind you that now's the time to conduct spring and summer checks on your air conditioning units getting you ready for the warm season ahead axman has all the lennox models best of luck athletes
3: Ostermeyer Equipment is your headquarters for top-notch farming and ranching equipment in the Midwest, plus a great selection of windrowers. Ostermeyer specializes in Vermeer, Great Plains, and MacDon Equipment, with more parts on hand for all those name brands than most dealers carry. Best of luck to all the area athletes sent tonight's game.
5: As a soybean grower, what does it mean when DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word Go when it's planting time they deliver seed when where and how you need it your local pioneer team is on call to provide the service products and insight for your acres with soybean varieties that stand up to sudden death syndrome impact ag partners craig weegis and todd travis are your local pioneer seed dealers pioneer seed science with service delivering success
0: Well, it's that time of year again, and if you're looking for a cost-effective liquid fertilizer application system, see the experts at AgXL and Carney. Planting season is right around the corner, so what if I told you that we could increase your yields this year? Whether it's a liquid system for planting, drilling, strip-tilling, or side-dressing, let us at AgXL design a system for you. Stop in our Carney showroom or on the web at agxl.com, that's dot com, where precision meets the soil.
3: And welcome back to the State High School Wrestling Duels on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you, our producer engineer Jeff Ekstrom. State Duels brought to you in part by Jeff Cutterford from Capital Business Systems, your managed print and document service professional. Call 308-833-0198. As the duels continue to uh, wind down here, let's go back and once again uh, let you know how things Broke down in the Carney High victory as they are picking up the 54 to a 21 win over Bellevue East. Carney High uh, got off to a shaky start when Izzy Bautista at 220 lost three to two, but winners included Lee Harrington, Braden Smith, Philip Mooney, Gage McBride, Nick James, Teontae Wilson, Trey Gruby, Reese Nickel, Tyler Tracy, and Sean Jackson. And I said 12 of the 14, it was 11 of the 14 that were ended by pin here today. Tracy won 7-2, to McBride won 11-5, to and Bautista lost 3-2. to Again, for Amherst in the Class D duels, the winners were, again, we had some forfeits out there. So we had a forfeit at 220, 285, 106. Also had a forfeit at 138, a double forfeit at 170, and a forfeit at 195. But the Amherst wrestlers that did win on the mat included Luke Ripp along with Jaron Potts, Cole Eggy, and Kalen Klingelhofer. So it doesn't seem like a lot, but a lot of points went back and forth. Gary lost in the tiebreaker. Braden Cumston lost by a pin. Morgan Shields lost by a pin. And Trace Bosch lost by a pin elkhorn valley just not deep enough had they been deep enough obviously they wouldn't have been the eight seed either so that all plays in to what we've got going on that's a short post game brought to you by new west sports medicine and orthopedic surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary no matter the activity new west is here to get you back to it schedule your appointment today again class d is all done Class A still have their three duels going on. The final weight is 195, so Columbus uh, is going to lose to Omaha Burke. Burke is up 41-12 to as they wrestle at 170 pounds. Millard South also wrestling at 170 pounds, leads at 42-7 to over Lincoln Southwest. And it looks like Lincoln East might be putting away Millard West. They're also wrestling at 170 pounds. And it's now 34-25 to as they move to 182. So technically, again, not over. Millard West wins it at 170. But they are now down nine points with two matches to go. So they're going to have to get at least two tech falls or a pin. And it looks like we're going to have a forfeit at 182 pounds. So that could take care of things in the duel, and it will. Uh, Millard West had to forfeit at 182 and so that'll make it 40 to 21 and lincoln east will advance on off mat four and that's who carney will get in the uh, semifinals this afternoon take another break and be back with more in a moment
2: don't leave anything in your life to chance that's what kroll agency your full insurance provider is here for a very proud supporter of the area wrestlers and coaches kroll agency visit us in hastings roseland kennesaw and minden
5: Town and Country Bank. They believe that a bank is more than just a business. It is a vital part of the community. With offices in Ravenna, Pleasanton, Litchfield, or Kearney. Town and Country Bank. Best of luck, wrestlers. Ryan Trampy, your Channel C dealer, would like to say congratulations to all the area wrestlers and coaches on your hard work making it to state. From Ryan Trampy, your Channel C dealer, Seedsmanship at Work. Whether you're on the mats or at the office, chiropractic care is important to your health. See FlowRank Chiropractic and Wellness on 2nd Avenue in Kearney and find out how we can get you back in line with your body and health. FlowRank Chiropractic and Wellness is a very proud supporter of our area wrestlers and wishes everyone good luck.
0: Well, it's that time of year again, and if you're looking for a cost-effective liquid fertilizer application system, see the experts at AgXL and Kearney. Planting season is right around the corner, so what if I told you that we could increase your yields this year? Whether it's a liquid system for planting, drilling, strip tilling, or side dressing, let us at AgXL design a system for you. Stop in our Carney showroom or on the web at agXL.com. That's A-G-X-C-E-L.com, where precision meets the soil.
1: In the market for some Galve? See Mike or Dell Tobenheim of Amherst today. Their primary focus has always been making functional and efficient cows, focusing on birth weights, maternal traits, pay weights, higher weaning and yearling weights, meat and muscle. Also, your Traeger grill dealer have a great beef experience with Traeger Girls from Tobenheim Galve.
3: With our producer engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Where our semifinals are now set in Classes A and D. So again, let's break that down for you. In Class A, Millard South, albeit they are still wrestling, has won their duel, and they will take on Omaha Burke, who is still wrestling Columbus, but will win their duel. And then it will be Lincoln East, a winner over uh, Millard West. So the top four seeds all moving on, and they will take on Kearney, the Bearcats, a 54-21 winner over Bellevue East. Moving on to uh, what we had in Class D one more time. It will be the top seed Amherst taking on Southwest. Amherst beat Elkhorn Valley 46-27. Southwest held off Tri-County 37-36. And Burwell will wrestle Creighton. Burwell 54-20 to over Plainview. And Creighton the only team to uh, pull the uh, little mini upset. Six over a three. We had Southwest the five over the four. Creighton beats Mullen 45-27. to we will take a short break here as these duels wrap up and we get ready for Class B and C. Uh, the Class B and C matchups will be as follow. The top seed in B is Gretna. They'll get Fairbury. Scott will take on Schuyler. Scott's Bluff against Bennington. And Plattsmouth will take on Granada Northwest. Then in Class C, the top seed Valentine will battle Ord. Kearney Catholic will take on the two-seed Battle Creek. Syracuse against Aquinas. And David City against Broken Bow. Keep it here on ESPN. We'll be back at the top of the hour with those BNC duels. This is Doug Duda from the UNK Health and Sports Center. The preceding
2: has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperstation.com. We've heard so many stories over the years about second acts for athletes and they want to be stars and they want to
4: go to Hollywood and they want, you know, they want to be empires. Uh, It's not good enough to have made hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever.